Welcome, everybody, to Pat's Jam Space. That's right, the podcast officially has a name. I'm calling it Pat's Jam Space. I thought that made sense. It's a cool thing to call it. Um, that's the intro. It's official, you know. It's going to go on for a little while, so I may as well talking. Today, we're talking about what led me to start a podcast, start a YouTube channel on top of making music. Why would you do all these things and uh, potentially uh, put yourself up for failure, you know? Because it's hard and you're not going to get a lot of views and plays and all that. You know what? Let's talk about it. Oh my God. Do you see that? It's almost like I'm a radio host or something, you know? To be honest, I was looking at the wave and I'm like, oh, what can I say? Can I keep talking? Can I keep talking? And then boom, you know, I stopped talking when the music stopped because, you know, that's how it works. Oh man. <clears throat> I'm so sorry. I was sick Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then I thought it was fine Thursday, but like every morning when I wake up, I got this cough and it kind of sucks. I hate it. Um, I hope you had a great week. <laughs> who am I kidding? Um, who am I asking, actually? That's the question. Um, posted my first podcast on Anchor and I got one play. I love it. That's, um, that's me. I listened to my own podcast just to make sure everything was fine. Um, And uh, yeah, that's the play that I got. So if you're actually listening to this, chances are, um, chances are you, uh, I, I, I mean, I hope you still had a great week, you know, but uh, I'm sure there hasn't been a week between the first one and this one, if you've listened to the first one. Uh, and I hope you did. You know what? If you really, really want to find out everything there is to know about me and my musical journey, well, my musical journey, not me and my musical journey, because you got to keep some mystery Um, you know, you don't know everything about me. Uh, you know, you can listen to that episode. Um, it's really hard for me to listen to that because I went on for so long and like, I really went from like everything and all the stories and all that stuff. But hey man, if you're curious, you want to know, you want to know what I did? Mm, listen to it. You should. <clears throat> oh yeah. You're going to hear a little bit of that because it's right now it's Saturday morning, May 19th. It is 9.30 a.m. Dude, I don't get up this early to go to work, okay, on the week. Uh, not true. I'm usually at work by, uh, you know, 9.30 or 10 or something like that, but um, went to bed fairly early, um, like midnight or something like that, and uh, I was going to record my podcast on Friday night, yesterday, but I was helping my dad, uh, not my dad, my father-in-law, pretty in slip, I guess, there. I was helping my, uh, my girlfriend's dad um, with his pavement. It's, it's sunk about like, you know, a couple inches over the years, over, you know, 20 years or something like that. We removed half of it and uh, put some gravel in there, uh, gravel dust and all that stuff, and uh, compacted it. And uh, that's where we are at this point. And uh, later today, I'm going to go help him again and just put the bricks back and, uh, you know, make it look pretty for another 30 years. But, uh, yeah, I was going to record the podcast and then, you know, we had dinner and we had wine and all that stuff. And I was getting really tired and kind of tipsy. And I'm like, nah, I'll just go to bed and do it in the morning. And I'm glad I did that because I am snappy. I've got the crazies. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'm feeling good. By the way, the crazies is the following thing. When you've, when you've, when you wake up, you're kind of feeling like weird and you're kind of tired. And then you have a coffee and you haven't eaten yet. And you can feel the caffeine just pumping through your veins. And you can, like, you, you feel you've got a little bit more energy than you should have. That's the crazies. At least that's what I think. I should ask my brother. I'm going to have a sip of coffee now, if you don't mind. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so, let's get down to business. Today, before we move on to all 
you know, the musical stuff. And really, before I lose all of you and start talking about drum programming and, you know, how to, how to record stuff and all that stuff, I thought I would talk about um, what led me to do this. Why am I talking into a microphone right now? Why am I putting it on Anchor for it to be on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and, uh, you know, Pocket Casts and all that stuff? But like, with, what's the point, right? And... Um, to be quite honest, it's not a question that I ask myself all that much. Like, why? Why would I do it? Like, you know, why do it? If, if to be honest, if, you know, there's not much result. Um, you know, when I was a kid, it was really, it, when I was a kid and I was in school, at, at the end of the year, we had a concert and like all our parents would show up and there would be like five, 600 people. So I got used to playing in front of five to 600 people, you know, at the end of the school year. That's, you know, when I played a show, that's, that's, that's what it was. Then in high school, uh, with the band I had in high school, the couple shows we played, you know, they were either contests or they were, you know, the same kind of like school battle of the bands thing. And, you know, two, three, 400 people would show up. And I was convinced, just a second, man, I hate the stand that this mic is on. Um, I'm going to get myself an, a Shure SM7B so early, uh, like so soon, hopefully, because I'm using an AKG condenser mic right now and my old sound card. And you can hear this little hiss, this little noise, and I hate it. Uh, and I'm using like the worst Amazon stand. I just always have to adjust it all the time. <coughs> Sorry, but that will come in time. So I was saying, you know, the bands I was playing with and all that stuff, it, you know, it was... Um, Hundreds of people because we were kids and our friends would show up and parents would show up and all that. And then I thought in my first band that, man, that, that, that was it. It was that easy. Oh, look at that. I'm going to pause for a second because my dog is scratching the door. He wants to get in. Okay, give me a sec. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's up? Yeah, you sleepy? Okay. Um, and like, I thought that that was it. You know, you played in a band and people showed up. That's what I thought. Where I'm going with this is, is, is that... I remember having that discussion with my brother. He was, he's seven years older than me, so he had had some bad experience. He's like, dude, that's not how it works, man. People are going to stop showing up and, and, unless you work your ass off. And um, lo and behold, uh, people uh, stopped uh, showing off at some point. Um, showing off, showing up, I'm sorry. But, um, you know, as, as, as the years progressed and everything, your, your friends get kind of tired of your shit, man. They, you know, you'll show up to one of your shows and your parents will show up. Maybe they'll show up to your album launch, you know, maybe if you're lucky. But, you know, that show that you're playing in the South Shore, like an hour from there, man, you got to work to find people, you know, to come to your shows. And that's why you play with other bands and that's why you network and that's why you use social and all that stuff. But um, the point I'm trying to make here is that I am at a point where nobody cares anymore. That's how I feel. Um, so why do it? You know, why keep doing it? And I feel that's where a lot of bands and a lot of people just like put their dreams in a drawer in their back pocket, whatever, and just go on with life. Because, you know, I have a full-time job um, and I have a life. I have a girlfriend. I have family, friends and all that stuff. But on the side, I would say, or like in evenings and on Saturday mornings when I have time, I'll work on creative stuff, you know, just because I like doing it. So why do it? Because I like it. Because I feel like I need uh, to create something. And music has always been that. 
regardless of who listens to it, to be honest, like I've, I've written so many songs and all that, and a lot of them never get released, but I just like listening to the songs that I write. It's super narcissistic, but it, it just gives me purpose, I guess, you know? Sorry, man, that this cold, you know what? Give me, give me one second. Oh man, I'm glad you didn't hear that. <laughs> like I blew my nose and it was gross, but you know, for you, yeah, it's better. Um, so yeah, just, it's, 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 I like doing it, man, you know, and, and the whole, you know, I was looking at my YouTube views and to be honest, I'm not, I'm not pushing anything right now. So, you know, uh, horse dog, my band released an album on April, on, uh, when was it? March 30th. And we pushed it, man, before and after and the launch and all that social and people and so much so that now we're like giving people a break, you know, and, and ourselves too, where like we're jamming and everything. We're going to go play shows in Ontario and all that. But um, I feel like we, you know, people need to stop hearing about the band because anything I would post on Facebook and I, I really don't post that often on Facebook would be about horse dogs. Yeah, 10 more days before the album comes out. And you have to do that. Like you have to do it. Uh, and still the result is not as, um, impressive, you know, as when I released an album in 2011 with Bad Captain, because everybody's older, everybody has, you know, a lot of people have kids in my age, uh, sort of my age group, uh, people have lives and careers and all that. And you know, on Facebook, you're going to check your friend's band who's freaking 31, you know, maybe not. Um, so you know, same goes for podcasts and videos and all that, but I, f I really like doing all these things and I just keep doing them. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about the people who convinced me to do it and their arguments and why I think they're correct. Um, and, you know, just maybe tips and tricks for you if you're listening to this and you, you want to start doing it. Um, it's one tip, actually. It's one really simple trick to making your dreams come true. We'll talk about that, you know. Uh, quick word from uh, our sponsors and uh, we'll be right back. Let's do this. Yeah, I don't have any sponsors, dude. Um, with one episode and one view, yeah, no sponsors. Um, but yeah, it doesn't matter. I just wanted to take a breather, catch my breath, take a sip of coffee and all that and look at my notes. Yeah, I take notes. I took notes. I think it's important, you know, so I just don't go rambling for an hour, which is most likely what's going to happen. Um, when I was thinking about the episode, I was like, man, can I, can I really talk about why? I'm doing this for 30, 40, you know, 60 minutes. And uh, yeah, yeah, I can talk to myself for an hour. <laughs> when you look at, you know, last week's episode that I recorded, I'm like, oh, it's going to take yeah, maybe 30 minutes. And uh, it went on for an hour uh, and 10 minutes. So yeah, trust me, I can, I can talk. I can go on tangents and side notes and all that. Trust me. Oh, yeah. So um, I've always had a passion for creating stuff. That is uh, the main reason why I do these things. <clears throat> There's that. That's the biggest, you know, factor. 
And it starts, you know, I was drawing when I was a kid and playing music, but um, I wasn't such a big fan of music. I played the cello and all that. And when I turned about like 13, started playing the guitar and piano a couple of years before that. And that's really when I fell in love with music because instead of just playing what people uh, taught me, I started writing my own stuff. And that felt amazing. Just to see that I could create something from nothing. Thanks, Dave Grohl. Um, that's a Foo Fighters song. But um, no, just you know, knowing that I could, that there was nothing and taking that zero and turning it into a one. You know, just taking ideas and things in my head and making it somewhat concrete um, with a song, with music, with a song. And then uh, <clears throat> I'd say about like 10, 10, 11 years old, maybe 9, 10 years old, I found my dad's camcorder an old Kyocera, is that, is that the brand? I don't know, but like, it was 8 mil. Is that 8 mil? Man, it's, it's you know, it's old tech at this point. But I would make movies, um, mostly, mostly, uh, I wouldn't say about myself. No, that's not fair. I'm trying to be really, like, cause this all feels so narcissistic because, you know, it's like, I, I feel good creating music. I feel good putting something in the world. But, yeah, uh, I would make movies with my Playmobil, and Legos, and sort of adventures, and I also had sort of a fake news show. Uh, I would film myself playing the piano, and like, but I remember that almost half of it is me saying that this is my last film, and then, you know, I'd have like characters, I had an old man character, and I'd cut up like a, a white mustache and eyebrows out of paper, and glued them to my face, and like, I'd, I'd make funny movies, you know? Uh, and I just loved video, and I would edit, by putting, by putting different pieces of my movie onto VHS. So I'd plug in the camera to the VHS player and I would, you know, select parts of the movie and, and sort of make a movie on VHS based out of what I had. That's, that's what I had, you know, the computer. We, we didn't have editing software back, that, back then. <clears throat> and that's the editing that I would make. I didn't really, um, didn't really edit that much until uh, 2010 or 11 with, uh, with the vlog that we made for the Bad Captain album. Uh, I made like little one minute snippets of a couple days and put those on YouTube. You know, they'd get a hundred views and that, you know, it was our friends and fans and whatever. And that was great. I felt really good. I loved editing like that. I remember that um, my earlier bands, I we would film ourselves like jamming, or just talking into the camera. Um, you know, holding that like vlog style, like I, but it was, you know, this crappy uh, camera. It's like 2007 or eight. So there's HD, but it's kind of out of, you know, your price range at that day. And I would film myself and, and the bandmates. Uh, and I, I always sort of did that. And I used to post some of them for the, for my first band. <clears throat> but uh, when the band broke up, I deleted uh, the channel. <clears throat> Uh, Bad Captain stuff is still all up, and there's kind of a studio vlog, but again, it's like one-minute videos. Um, and then, you know, after that, I sort of, yeah, I don't know, I had a camera, and I always loved, you know, filming stuff, and I wanted, I've always wanted to make studio vlogs. I thought, I think those are so interesting. I love seeing bands in the studio, and I, it never came to fruition, I guess, uh, because I filmed a lot of stuff and never edited it. Same thing for Horse Dog. I was like, man, I'm going to bring my camera. But the recording process for Horse Dog was so 
different. It was not in a conventional studio. It was in uh, our producer Eric's apartment, which is also a studio. Um, and, you know, it's us sitting in a couch and in a room and whatever. And I filmed some of it, but it's like, it was so, it was so cool of a process. I was so involved in it that I couldn't film most of it. And then again, like a lot of it is just like, there's not a lot of talking that happens. Uh, and it's in French. Um, a subject, well, a subject we'll, we'll touch on later, like French and Quebec and all that stuff. I really want to talk about that and why, you know, I'm speaking English right now. And obviously you can hear an accent sometimes and that's, that's French that's trying to, you know, seep through. But um, yeah, you know, the point I'm trying to make is that I, I filmed a lot of stuff and I never edited it. And then, this, and then I started consuming a lot of YouTube content. I always, I always watched a lot of YouTube videos, but in the past like three years, I stumbled upon a dude who makes daily videos who is an absolute rock star on YouTube. You guessed it. His name's Casey Neistat. And, you know, I, you know, I was watching YouTube and I used to watch, <clears throat> I used to watch a lot of uh, woodworking videos and cooking shows and all that. Um, you know, I'd watch full seasons of, uh, of Alton Brown's um, Good Eats. Man, that's, that's, he taught me cooking through that. And at some point, like in the suggested video, there's like, you know, this clickbait title, whatever, and I click on it, and it's this dude with, you know, Ray-Ban, painted Ray-Bans on. <clears throat> I'm like, what the shit is this, man? And I just started watching. And then another one, and another one, and another one. And at this point, it was probably episode like 100-something out of his first vlog. And ever since, like there was a point where I stopped watching maybe last year a little bit, but now I'm still hooked, man, especially now with 368. I'm like, oh, man, uh, I just want to know what's going on. And that's the whole thing. Like there's, when you analyze his content, there's not that much day-to-day -day that's happening. It's just well edited, especially now that, you know, uh, with 368, like the color correction editing is really on point. <clears throat> but there's not that, there's not nothing that concrete day to day, but still you watch it. Why do you watch it, you know? Um, just because it's interesting. And um, I was like, man, I, I got to make videos. I, I've always wanted to make them. Why am I not making them? Then eventually I stumbled upon another dude um, whose name is Peter McKinnon. And when I started watching Peter's videos, he was at about 60,000 subs. And now this all happened very fast for him because a year later, he was a one, 1 1.2 mil. He's a two at this point. I think so. If not, like he's at 1.9. <clears throat> and I was like, man, this dude's editing is even better and like the creamy slow-mo and all that stuff. And he's, he's got such a um, fun personality. And I was like, man, I got to do this. I got to make videos. I want to because I love editing, making videos. And, I, and at some point I was like, Why, what, what would I make videos about? You know, I'm like, Peter is such a great you know, photographer or teacher and whatever, like editing sort of, you know, sensei or whatnot. And, and every time he makes a video, it's like, man, I just want to, you know, you want to consume more of his content because you know it's going to look so awesome and his personality is amazing. 
And then Casey always has like a fun story and he's in New York and that in itself is sort of a character in the story. And now with 368, you, uh, 368, you just, you, you want to know what's going on. And I was like, man, my life is so boring. Uh, I think, you know, what am I going to, you know, I jam once a week with this band and, you know, once every two weeks with that band. Uh, do people want to watch me go to work and work for eight hours and then come back and work out and make dinner and spend time with Pam, which is my girlfriend, my girlfriend's name is Pam. And, <clears throat> and you know, then uh, jam or work on in logic and people don't want to see a, a packed daily vlog. That's for sure, because my life's not that interesting. Uh, I do something exciting, maybe, you know, once a month or something. And then I thought to myself, I, I, I said, you know what I have? Maybe I have something that I can teach because you look at uh, Peter's videos and they are mostly about uh, teaching, you know, they're tutorials. Um, another YouTuber that I, that I learned a lot from was Steve Ramsey. He's, he uh, is a woodworker and I'm trying to remember, remember his channel. It's called woodworking for mere mortals. Yeah. And although I haven't, um, looked at his stuff in quite a while. A couple years ago, I was hooked on everything he did. And he would, you know, make really useful stuff like beds and then super not useful stuff like, you know, a, uh, I don't know, like a birdhouse or something. Yeah, it's kind of cute, but he like his projects were all over the place and I love that. And his personality again was was really um magnetic, I would say. So I figured maybe I have something to teach. And the best thing I thought I could teach was music, but not just uh, music theory, because I'm not a good um, musician in that sense. But I have experience that I feel has always been, you know, something that's never been taught at school. And that's once you're out of school, what do you do? Like, if you want to keep being a musician and not the kind of musician that plays weddings, if you want to, you know, be in a band and, and you want that band to make it, good luck, first of all. There's a lot of luck, but there's a lot of work too. There's, you know, if, what if you want to write for media or movies? What if you just want to keep playing music because you like it and you want to keep a full-time job? <clears throat> And then there's a host of, uh, a bunch of things that you can do around that, such as, you know, the usual, like equipment, editing, uh, editing tricks, if, you know, in your jam space, what do, you, what do you need, you know, how do you form a band? So I started making this list of things that I knew and had done or had an opinion on that I could start making videos about. Um... And that was about 2016 or something like that. And then I didn't do shit about it. And I kind of regret it because at this, well, looking back, maybe not, but at this point, you know, in, in May 2018, I'd be like 50 videos in. Maybe I would have, you know, a couple subscribers, a couple more at least. Uh, but at least I would have, I would have, um, I would have had a lot of practice. Um, and I know that whatever, um, outcome, you know, whatever, you know, the subscriber count, whatever, I'd at least be a year into doing it. Um, I made like a pedal board video and it got 800 views and that was, that was amazing. And then I didn't do anything else. Mostly because, you know, all the ideas I had were like, and I lost the list or some bullshit like that. And 
didn't do anything. And then, um, and then I told myself, like, in 2018, I'm going to stop procrastinating and I'm just going to fucking do it. <clears throat> I'm sorry that I keep coughing after each sentence. But I stopped fucking around and I just did it. And that's what led me to videos, podcasts, and just being more active in pursuing my dream or my ambitions or what, like, doing something towards a goal. And a bit, you know, later after that, and really one of the things that motivated me the, the, the most was... Um, Casey Neistat's birthday is March 25th, and so is mine. And I was like, oh, my God. And then he, um, on, you know, in 2017, on his birthday, he's like, hey, my vlog started, you know, two years ago, something like that. My birthday's on March 25th. I'm like, oh, my God, me too. And he's like, this is the day that I told myself I would start a vlog. You know, on March 25th, on my birthday, I stopped messing around, and I started doing a daily vlog. And I'm like, fuck, that's a, like... Stars aligned aside that it's a coincidence that her birthday's on the same day. He chose a day and he said, I'm going to go from doing nothing to doing something about it. And I was like, man, he's right. Like, he's right. Just get off your ass and do it, whatever it needs to be, as long as that's something good. Um, I say that because, you know, with all the f terrible shit that's happening in the world, um, if you're going to do something bad, talk to someone, call your mom. If you're going to do something good for the world, get up and then fucking do it. <laughs> um, and if that wasn't enough to get me started, then I stumbled on Gary Vee's stuff. And I was like, ah, shit. You know, every, if you've ever consumed anything Gary Vaynerchuk makes, um, Man, if you're not motivated by that, you're just, you just want to feel good about yourself for five minutes and then just keep doing whatever you were doing. That's not what you actually want to do. But he, um, his, message, his, message, his message spoke to me. Like, it's basically, you know, uh, there's, he says a lot of things. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. He posts daily content on, like, YouTube and podcasts and all that stuff. He, he, he says a lot, but the message is, is, is clear. And Casey's message is also clear. They've all, they, they've all made videos like that. You know, Casey had a, a thing called do what you can't, you know? Um, and Gary V's, you know, tagline is crushing it. And mine is, I don't know, fucking do it. <laughs> I guess that's Nike's, uh, Nike's tagline. Just do it. But it makes sense because, <clears throat> To quote Casey, what he says is, the only thing separating you from you, where you are now, and your dream, whatever it is, you know, you want to learn how to make cake, if that's your dream for this week. It doesn't have to be this crazy, this crazy, like, I want to be a rock star. Chances are, even if you work your ass off, you still have to be realistic, Okay. If you're 40 in your mom's basement and you still want to be a rock star and you've got, you know, hair loss, receding hairline and you're over, it's not going to happen. Don't be a stupid dreamer. Be a smart worker. That's what I'm sort of telling myself these days. 
the only thing holding you from where you are now to point B, I'd say, where you want to be, is putting in the work. That's the trick. That's what I've been told, and it makes so much sense. You want to build a house? Do the work. Build a house, you know? You want to get fit? Put some shorts on, start running, lift some weights. You want to start a podcast? Open Logic, GarageBand, your phone, hit up, you know, fire up Anchor, hit record, start talking, and publish it. And if your goal is to be famous, and that was my goal at some point in my life, I wanted to be a rock star. I wanted to be famous. Now the goal is much more mature, I would say. I don't care about fame. I actually think that I don't want fame. Fame looks like it sucks. Um, Being recognized as someone who adds value to your, um, you know, to what you do, like music or whatever it is, to your creative endeavors or something, someone who has added value, whether it's by releasing music or if it's, by making tutorials or by discussing the subject or things that aren't talked about in school on a podcast. That to me, even if no one's listening right now, it's like, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, hit stop at some point and feel good about myself. Because I think if somebody, if some 12 year old kid who plays guitar and wants to start a band and stumbles upon 25 episodes of Pat Flanagan's podcast, and there's one in them that says, how to play in drop D. I don't know, whatever. And that, that convinced, you know, that led him down a path of playing in drop D for like two months. And then he, you know, he like showed it to his friends, whatever. They started a band or something, you know, whatever. I, I've done my job, you know, or if, if my friend listens to the podcast, he's like, Hey man, making a podcast. What the fuck, dude? That's cool. Yeah, man. It's like, yeah, it's not, not my thing, but I liked it cool. Or if nobody listens to it and I still put it out, I feel good about it. That's, you know, it's a more mature goal than when I was, you know, 20 and wanted to be a rock star. Because let's face it, my opinion rocks dead, sort of. And it, you know, will it rise again? I, I don't, I don't know. I don't think I care. Because I think that in uh, 2018, if you are aiming to be a rock star, you know, so to speak, you will probably, uh, you're in for a world of hurt. Like, I don't want to crush your dreams or anything, but it's tough. It's very tough. And if you're smart enough to start young, you might have a better chance than I did because, you know, I, I went through college and I am in a spot in the world where the type of music that I make is not uh, supported or listened to that much. Uh, I'm not trying to give excuses. I'm just like looking back. That's what I think um, is the case. And just, I, we never wanted to go on tour because I'd rather keep a job and have a life than go like when you're 25, you want to go on tour for six months and come back and have to find a job. Cool. I think you're doing the right thing if that's what you want. But I had a steady paying job that paid the bills, allowed me to put some money aside sometimes. 
and I'd been there for five years already. Was I going to scrap that for six months and try to find another job at Ikea McDonald's or something like that? It wasn't smart, you know? And, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's hard. It's really hard. So the rock star thing, you know, and just the word in itself, it's kind of weird. These days, at least, it's such an, it's just a, like a 60s to 90s thing. And I think that today, going back to, you know, Casey and, and, and uh, Gary and Peter and all that stuff, I'm, and, uh, Gary V always says, think of yourself as a media company. You want to dominate? Well, I don't want to dominate. I just want, you know, I want to do my thing. But you have to, in my opinion, sort of hit every angle or most of them. And it's not necessarily, you know, what's, what's the saying? Uh, you know, throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. Is that it? I don't know. But um, it is kind of where it's like, okay, I'm going to start a YouTube channel, a podcast. I'm going to keep releasing music. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens, you know. Um, but if, if you want to listen to some, you know, 31-year-old dude ramble for an hour while you get to work, and that changes your, you know, just puts you in a better place when you're commuting to work in traffic or something like that. That's amazing, you know, that's great. Um, so that's what led me to uh, YouTube, to podcasts and all that. That is a, you know, 20-minute rant about how I went there. Uh, why, you know, I'm here. Uh, one of them, too, is, is, you know, if you're fine working, I feel like I'm just paraphrasing Gary Vee right now, just go watch his content. But uh, th that's what really... Um, uh, that's what I really uh, associated with <clears throat> is that if, if you're fine working the job that you have day to day, great. You're in the right spot. I'm not saying that I'm not. I love my job. I love the people I work with. I've been there for almost 10 years. But it's not what I'm best at, you know, creatively in order to feel like I'm not just somebody who works in an office um, I have to keep creating stuff, making music and making videos and recording my voice and putting it out there. And right up until last year, it was only music. And I felt that that wasn't happening fast enough. That's why I started Horse Dog because Bad Captain wasn't, you know, we were stalling and I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to start a new band. And Bad Captain broke up, we released an album with Horse Dog. And now we're at like a month later, a month and a half later, and, and okay, now we have to do it again, and it's a long process. you got to write the songs, and most of them are written like for the follow-up, but you have to rehearse them, and then you got to go in the studio, and it's such a long process. It takes like a year or two years uh, with work and like kids and all that stuff, and I'm like, I need something more, and then I started making those YouTube videos. Um, the first one I did was, was how to sample, um, not how to sample, but sort of like how to how to make a sample, and I sampled my cello. Um, it's not a very good sample library, to be honest. It's kind of shitty, but it helped me. It's practice. It's practice both, both in sampling, in making videos, multi-angle, adding music, editing, all that stuff, put it out, and I did it. You know, it's fine. And it's got, yeah, 18 views or something like that. Nobody watches my stuff, okay? Nobody watches my stuff. Uh, because I want to build a library before I push it, before I go onto Facebook or talk about it to a lot of people. Uh, and like, I watch my videos on you. Like, I, 
Once it's up on YouTube, I watch it once to make sure it's fine. Uh, Pam watches them. She loves them. She's, she's a subscriber. Just because she is lovely and supportive and an amazing person. Um, and I love her for that. It's great. Um, very understanding. We'll talk about that at some point. How, you know, life and music and a creative life can be tough sometimes. Uh, but that's one of the reasons why I never went on tour for a long, long time. Anyway. You know, I'll put that video up and then I'm like, okay, I'm, I started structuring my, my, my thing. I started structuring, you know, what, okay, what do I do? I do tutorials, okay. Then I'll have playthroughs and I'll have like quickies. I call them quickies where it's like I take some of the videos that I make that are, you know, six minutes or 10 minutes or something and then I compress them sort of. So the pedal board video that I released a couple weeks back is about 15 minutes. I go through all my guitars, my amps, my pedals, everything. And then I'm like, ah, maybe somebody doesn't have time to watch that. So I'm going to make a quickie. Uh, and, you know, I start the quickies. I'm like, hey, what's up? It's Pat Flanagan. Welcome to another quickie. You know, same video, whatever. It's just I talk faster and I get to the point faster. Um, and it's for people who, you know, want to get the, the point and uh, don't have 15 minutes. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to do the opposite, a deep dive. So I released a, a drum programming video. You know, uh, it's like five tips for better drum programming. But you don't see me programming drums. It's just like, hey, number one, eh, you should split your tracks, you know. And number two, you should think like an engineer. And uh, number three, uh, you should, uh, you know, read more about drums if you want to be a better uh, drum programmer. <clears throat> and then I'm like, okay, that's fine. But I have to make like a longer form thing where you see me programming drums and talking about what I do. And then I was like, you know, People keep talking about voice and Pam listens to so many podcasts and like all the true crime stuff. And I'm like, man, okay, I'm going to give it a try. Now I'm hooked on podcasts. I'm like, man, I'm going to do a long, long, long form. That's an hour of me, you know, talking about music and um, sort of not making it, but, you know, just making music. And that's so large. It's so wide. And obviously, we, we, you know, we're, we're an hour and a half into Pat Flanagan's Jam Space, and we haven't talked about music. But that's kind of a point in itself where it's not all about practicing and playing and all that. There's a lot of stuff around it that nobody talks about. That's, you know, why do you do it? And, oh, because I love it. Yeah, fine. But a lot of people stop, you know. How many 40, 50-year-olds do you know who played the piano when they were young. Why did you stop? Eh, I just stopped, you know? Eh, I just, I stopped. You know, life got in the way. Why, you know? I never stopped, that's the thing. Life happens around it, for sure. Uh, and I got scared of that at some point. But man, embrace life. Life is good, you know? The things that happen in life are good. Most of them, unless it's tragic, but... What I mean by that is like moving in with your with with Pam was was so scary to me because I had like two years prior, I was living with four other dudes in my band and I'm like shit I'm moving in with Pam. And one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life. I'm so much happier here uh, than I was at the apartment, but that's the happiest I had been, you know. So, a lot of people don't talk about that unless you talk you know, to your friends about that kind of stuff and whatever. But to me, it's not the kind of things that I would talk about with anyone. Uh, except, you know, Alex, our, our drummer in Bat Captain, back in the day, uh, he used to say, you know, the only bands who don't make it are the ones that quit. 
which is super fucking ironic because Alex quit the band, at least, um, afterwards, you know. But he would say, like, the only bands who don't make it are the ones that stop, man. And you look at U2. Like, I don't like U2. They put out some good shit maybe 30 years ago, but 30? Yeah, 40 years ago, <laughs> maybe. But uh, they're not stopping. And at this point, it's kind of ridiculous, you know. But look at Radiohead. Fine, I'm using, like, the biggest bands in the world. But if you're, you know, Joe Shitty, the, the beat maker, and you don't stop, at some point, chances are you're going to find some sort of success. And you define your own success. I'm defining my own success. My success, like when I look at the end of the year or whatever, or my next birthday, you know, that's usually when I, you know, analyze the, the, the past year. Hopefully, I will not have stopped what I'm doing now. So in 2018, I will have released two albums, one with Brother Nova. That's my brother's band. Uh, I played on that record all kinds. And then there's Horse Dog, right? And then I... I'm trying to release at least a video every week on YouTube, so that's that's 52 videos and more. I'm trying to make a podcast every week, so that'll be 52 podcasts. Like, maybe nobody l- watches or listens or downloads or streams or buys or whatever, but when you look at back at what, you know, when you look back at what you've done, you've done that, at least that, and chances are that some people are gonna subscribe. Like, I have, I don't know, like 10, 12 subscribers, maybe, on on YouTube, that's five more than last week, I think. I had nine or something last week. That's awesome. I don't know any of these people. Aside from Pam, I don't know them. And that's amazing. Like those people, if they're active, they'll see a, a new Pat Flanagan video on YouTube. They're like, oh, cool. I'll watch it. That's, that blows my mind. That is so cool. Anyway, the point I was making <laughs> is that... Um, one of the reasons why I wanted to make uh, this podcast, and I, I had this discussion with Eric, our producer, when we were making uh, the Horse Dog album, is that we think there is a bunch of people out there who want to be musicians or who are looking for tips, tricks, um, tutorials, or who are just interested in good content. Those are the people who you know, want to know more I think there's, we, we thought, you know, there was a whole bunch of people there who wanted that knowledge. And I went to school for, you know, 12 years, 15 years studying music. Um, ever since I was seven, music was a part of my education at school. Um, in elementary school, half the day, when I was in a, a special program, half the day was spent playing music, practicing music. High school, same thing. Half the days out of the, you know, nine or 10 days, whatever, how the schedules work, <clears throat> was spent in music class. I went to college in, you know, jazz and pop drumming. And we would have, quote unquote, band class where uh, they put a couple, you know, musicians together a drummer, two guitarists, a bass player, and like some weird person who played the flute. And, uh, you know, that person quits after one semester, always. And a singer, you know, somebody who's studying and uh, studying singing. And you're like, okay, you're going to play covers. And that was sort of band class. We're uh, quite progressive, in my opinion, um, for my college to have a class like that. Uh, where it's like, uh, yeah, you want to be this jazz trio like, you know, the other college is doing? No, no, no. You got two guitars, bass, 
a singer, a guy who plays keyboard and a drummer, figure it out, like play it. And what would usually happen is that people would, <clears throat> they would do uh, tribute bands. Like I was in a Janis Joplin tribute band um, at school that was, you know, in that class. So we would learn Janis Joplin songs. And that was a really great band. Like we recorded a, 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 a CD and a CD, fuck. We recorded you know, an album with those covers and all that. Never released it, but it was a, a, a fun recording experience. And, um, and but that's as far as, in quotes again, band class went. But I wanted to be in a band, like in a band. You know, I wanted to I wanted to learn more about about finances, management, plugging your band, booking shows, all that kind of stuff. And in the last year of college, there's, there's, you know, music and career, it's called. And it's, it's about managing that sort of stuff. But it, I feel it's out of touch. And especially, like, I, given I haven't been, you know, in that class in 10 years. <clears throat> but I'm sure it's still a little bit out of touch. If I were the teacher there, I'd be like, okay, who wants to be a wedding musician, you know, for the rest of their life? A gigging, you know, wedding corporate musician. You guys, great. Is there anybody in here who wants to be a singer-songwriter or in a band? You guys. Okay, cool. And, like, I would feel like kicking all the, mu the, the, the corporate musicians out and be like, okay, you guys, go to another class. This is not my class. My class is about putting yourself out there and the struggles of, you know, being a singer-songwriter, a beat maker, in a band, a front man, a drummer in a band. Like, you're going to need a rehearsal spot. You're going you're gonna to need to book gigs. And you're, you need a Facebook page, an Instagram. You need, you know, a YouTube channel that all have the same branding, hopefully the same name or hashtag, not hashtag, but, but uh, handle. And I would sort of, you know, if I were a teacher at the college, that's how I would lay my class. Like, class number one, branding. People would be like, branding? Dude, I'm a musician. Yeah, you're a musician. Branding. Even if it's personal branding, it's, important, it's more important now than ever. Uh, eventually, I, you know, the corporate musicians, they could come back in and I would teach them the class. But I'd have a special message for the, the indie dudes. And that's why I quit music school at some point. Like I said uh, in last week's episode, I quit music school because I, I felt like I was being molded into something I wasn't. And, you know, right, I, the, the last year of music college was, was a lot of composition, and they would teach us these tricks. And, yeah, I, you know, looking back, I'm sure I would have loved to learn all those, but I was kind of a rebel, you know, I wanted to be my own musician. I felt I had enough information from this teacher who had written, you know, ads and ad music and all that. And I was like, you know what, I think I have enough. That's not what I want. I want to be my own thing. I want to write my own songs using my tools and using my, and maybe at some point you're going to stop listening to this podcast. You're going to stop watching YouTube videos and you're going to go make your own shit. And hopefully that's what I want, you know, but if you want tips and tricks and all that, you can go subscribe to my YouTube channel. Just, you know, put Pat Flanagan in uh, the search bar and uh, maybe like page three, you'll find my channel. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, w I want to talk about and teach the stuff that is not taught out there unless you have the experience. 
I don't think I have all the experience in the world, given, but maybe at some point we'll find guests or people who have it. Off the top of my head, I'm thinking about my friend Dave, who's a violinist, who's been on tour for six years. He has way more experience than me in that field, and it would be great to have him on, and I will have him on uh, soon. And just asking him questions about that and like, oh, what do you think this and that? And do you have tips and tricks and all that? If, if you have a 20-year-old who's a violinist who wants to apply for Cirque du Soleil, has no fucking clue how to do it, boom, insight. <laughs> Knowledge. <laughs> you know those ads on YouTube? Just this guy, what's his name? Man. You know how I succeeded? Knowledge. No, it's not knowledge. Part of it's knowledge. Most of it is work. Do the work. Practice. Or if your thing is cooking, start cooking. If your thing's running, start running. If your thing is being all over the place, being a musician, having a YouTube channel, and recording a podcast, do those things, you know? Anyway, okay? <laughs> It's weird because, you know, when you talk to yourself for 50 minutes, it feels like you're just convincing yourself. It feels like you're talking to a mirror. And especially because I know that, that no, I'm, this is not going to have a lot of plays instantly. Um, it's so weird because it just feels like I'm, um, you know, talking to myself and trying to convince myself. But I am convinced. Trust me. <clears throat> I spent more than a year, like two years, watching all these videos and just... Casey, Gary, Peter, and all these people, they have videos dedicated to exactly what I'm saying now, you know, which is like, hey, how did I get here? I made something. Like, I, I, at some point, you wake up, you're like, hey, I'm going to do this, and then you do it again and again and again and again and again and again, and then eventually, you may find success. And if you don't find, you know, success in the, 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 the commonly known definition, you know, which is recognition or whatever, at least you can go to bed in, you know, 20 years with all this stuff that you've made. And that applies to anything, whether it's a podcast, YouTube videos, cooking, woodworking, drawing, you know, whatever it is, if you make necklaces for a living or something, you just want, at least you have a collection, an archive of things that you have made. That's how I think. I've always said that about <clears throat> about you know the bands and all that that I have where it's like if if nobody's listening to your stuff right now what about your grandkids like wouldn't it be awesome if you're like imagine an archive on YouTube like wouldn't it be like my grandfather was a hockey player pro golfer an amazing man I would have grown up watching a video archive of his day-to-day -day if that had been out there you know Or things that he makes. Or could you imagine if my grandfather had had a video series on how to be a good goalie in the 40s, like in the Red Wings? Man, I, that would have, like, I would have loved to watch that. So imagine, think of your grandkids, for example. <clears throat> and if you, you want to start like a cooking show on YouTube and how to make your guacamole or something like that. Um, you know, chances are a couple people going to watch it at first, but that lives on YouTube or, you know, Vimeo or whatever on Facebook forever. And then your kid or your aunt or somebody or your grandkids eventually in 20 years, uh, 20 years, fuck it, you're fast. Your kids <laughs> got to, 40 years or something. Of course, the technology is going to change, but there's stuff on YouTube that I watch that's like 10 years old. 
it's there forever. It's kind of scary, but it's there. You put it out there and it's an archive. It's your work. And like your music is never going to go away. And I've had people who've discovered Bad Captain a year ago that was like, man, this song. I'm like, oh yeah, I wrote that like uh, eight years ago. He's like, fucking, this is my song this week, man. I've been playing that shit all week. Because it's out there forever. You might feel like you're failing. And sometimes like I wake, like some Monday mornings I'm at work and I'm like, it's not worth it. Why am I putting in all this work for jack shit? It's not jack shit. You should feel good about what you're putting out there. And eventually you might reach one person or you might reach 10 people. And one of those is going to come to you and be like, man, that's my song. That's happened to me. Like I'm, uh, I'm as indie as it gets. And I've, I've, I remember getting out, like I was shopping. It was a couple years ago and someone fucking recognized me from the future awaits video and was like, are you the singer in Bad Captain? I'm like, uh, yes. Is this a prank or something? He's like, no, man, I saw your video on YouTube. Fucking love that song. It's my song. I love it. I had to post on Facebook. I was like, holy shit. Like, it's so worth it. Like when you're, when you're that small, when you're just another dude and that happens to you, it's amazing that you, like, you made somebody's week by putting out that song. Like that's worth it. And I guess that is the reason why I keep doing it. It's for the people. <laughs> it's because I, <clears throat> I need to create. I want to. I love these things. I love making videos. I love editing. I love filming. I love camera gear. I love music and all the gear related to it and all that. I love supporting people who do it. Like Living Room Gear Demos, which I haven't talked about. But such an amazing channel. Reviews pedals. That's what he does. The guy's a teacher. Um, and reviews pedals. He's got 50,000 subs and I support him on Patreon and all that. And, and I've learned so much from him. Like, I love what he does. That pedal show, another one. Such an amazing, I've learned so much shit from them. And when I don't, I just love watching Dan and Mick just interact, play guitar and try shit. And I was like, maybe I can do that. I'm alone. It's a bit more difficult when you're alone. Uh, but I found that I can talk for an hour by myself. <laughs> That's for sure. And I have things that I think, like I ranted for 20 minutes. I have things that weren't taught to me in school that I wish, had I known, would have helped me at least a little bit. Such as, you know, band stuff and really um, up-to-date modern, uh, you know, logic and programming and, and uh, composing tips and tricks and all that. And then basic stuff like... Hey, how do, you, how do you set up your jam space, man? What do you need? So that, those are all things that I have uh, planned that I'm going to make <clears throat> videos about. I'm going to take some of the content from the videos and, and translate that to voice. Uh, for example, the, the drum programming video and all that, I'm, I think I'm going to dedicate a whole podcast to you know, drum programming. And w what's great is that I'm recording this in Logic. So I can easily put you know, an audio... Uh, an audio snippet of what I mean in logic. And while you're driving to work, you can, Oh, okay. That's what he's talking about. And I feel that's my advantage on guys like Peter McKinnon, for example, who I'm sure who, if he started a podcast tomorrow, it'd be great. But he was like, let me talk to you about 120 frames per second B roll. Um, look at it, you know, and it's a podcast. You're like, well, I, 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 I sort of had to see it, dude. If I am talking to you about, um, playing in open G, you know, on your guitar, I can 
I can show you with your ears how to, <laughs> what I mean, you know. So I feel with music, there's an advantage there. Um, and, you know, Eric and I talked about this along, you know, and we wanted to start a podcast and everything. It didn't kind of happen. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take that into my own hands and start it. That is the why. You know the who, okay, from episode one. Now you know the why. I guess the how will be all the other episodes. <laughs> Look at that. Anyway, um, I'm done for today. I'm going to go help my father-in-law. Um, if you've listened to this whole thing, again, thank you so much. You are either a trooper or you are Pam. And thank you for listening to my podcast. Honey, I love you. Um, but uh, yeah, stay tuned. More coming next week. Um, either going to be about drumming or other subjects or anything like that. But I feel like taking that subject that I've already covered and putting it into voice form is going to be great. Uh, drum programming. But I call it drum programming. It's, you know, beat making. It applies to that. Drum programming techniques on how to make it sound a little bit better and EQing and all that. Uh, it's going to be a challenge, I feel, to do it only in audio. Because looking at Logic and the mixer and the EQs and all that uh, is useful. But it's um, very uh, cool, I think, to, to if you're listening to this, trying to visualize what I'm talking about. I think it's very uh, stimulating. Um, so I'm going to try that. You know, that's when that might be next week. Because I'm definitely done talking about myself specifically and why I do this and all that. I feel I have uh, justified that enough. And I have uh, pumped myself up enough. And I'm sure that uh, you're pretty fucking sick of hearing me talk about uh, yeah, well, this is why you should do it. You feel good about yourself because you're putting stuff out there. Okay, we get it. You know, let's get to the good stuff. So thank you so much for listening. If you want to follow me on Twitter and Instagram, it's at notpatflanagan. Flanagan with an I. Okay, that's how they write it. Um, if you want to support me on Patreon... That's right. I have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Pat Flanagan with an I again, F-L-A-N-I-G-A-N. Um, I have zero patrons right now, but baby steps, baby. Um, let's see. If you want to listen to this on Anchor, it's anchor.com slash Pat Flanagan. Is it? Pretty sure that's what it is. Otherwise, I am on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Cast, and all that stuff. Thank you, Anchor, for making that so easy for the people. And if you want to watch me on YouTube, it's youtube.com slash channel slash PHP underscore Google slash, you know, Facebook. SY. You know, when you're under a thousand subs or something, you don't get your own. I think it's more than that. You don't get your own username. So do me a favor. Go to YouTube, search bar, Pat Flanagan. You might find it, okay? You got to search a little bit. Otherwise, uh, you know, go to uh, go to Patreon and you'll find the URL there. And I thank you so much for your support and your time. I hope you have a great day. This has been Pat Flanagan's Jam Space. I'll see you next week. Thank you so much. See ya.